Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. You are listening to episode 55 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. This episode is the one year anniversary since I launched the Equipping ELLs podcast last year. And I just wanted to take a second and thank you so much for being here, for being a listener, for tuning in each week, for sharing with me how much this podcast has helped you this year. I just thank you so much and am so grateful for this opportunity to get to share with you ways that I'm seeing and have experienced of how to really help support our English language learners. So stay tuned to the end because we are doing a big giveaway in honor of the one year anniversary of this podcast. Now, happy new year. I love, and you might think this is crazy, but I love getting back to school after the holiday break because it is such a natural restart to the school year. There are times when the first half of the year does not go that well. It just seems chaotic. It feels like I never get in a good routine. I don't know if you've experienced that. But then comes winter break, and it's like we have this natural restart, refresh, that we can do and change how the rest of the year is going to go. And we know in these next couple months, there's a lot more structure and routine that you can get into because you already know your students well. There's a lot less interruptions with breaks and holidays, things like that. So you can really get into a good flow and routine if you take the time to do that. So today we are going to be talking about five ways that you can restart the year now to really finish up this year strong. I know that this year and the last few years have been extremely overwhelming and tiring. So you might feel 
a little bit like, I don't have the energy to really restart these things right now. But I want to encourage you and challenge you to see the opportunity ahead of you to make the most of the second half of the year and to finish strong. Okay, I want you to think of future you when June comes around and as we talk about these five areas to restart, because right now you are, like I said, probably tired, burnt out, so it's hard to want to restart and try something new. But think of future you. Think of how happy you'll be in June if you take the time to try out some of these things now and how much smoother the rest of the year is going to go. So that's what I hope for you today. And like I said, make sure to stay to the end to hear about our big giveaway and some special prizes you could have the opportunity to win. All right, so we're gonna jump right in with these five different areas that you can restart from this point of the year and until summer. The first area to restart is to restart your mindset. And last year, one of my most popular episodes was all about our mindset shift, making sure that we are believing in ourselves, believing that we know what it takes to support our ELLs. So you can go back and listen to that episode. We'll link it in the show notes. But I want to encourage you, the first thing to do is to restart your mindset. And what I mean by that is so often we want to be able to do all the things We want to be able to see our kids grow from having no English to being fluent all in the year that they're with us. We have these big goals, these big dreams, and they're not bad. But sometimes at this point in the year, we just start to get discouraged or we start to get overwhelmed and we start to get stressed and think these kids are behind. They're not, they're not where they should be. And so we lose our focus. We lose our confidence that we know what we're doing. And then we start to really doubt ourselves, we doubt our lessons, and we get upset with the students because we feel like they're behind. So I want to encourage you, restart your mindset. This happened to me a couple weeks ago. I was helping at my daughter's school. They have the awesome opportunity to be going to a bilingual school here in Panama. So they have two teachers in the classroom. It's a little bit different than dual language. They actually have both teachers in the classroom. One's a native Spanish teacher, one is a native English teacher, and they learn throughout the day in the different languages. So the Spanish teacher might teach a phonics lesson on Monday, and the English teacher will teach a phonics lesson on Tuesday. It's a really interesting model, and we're so thankful they get this opportunity to be there. I went in, and I've been helping with the students in her first grade class with high frequency words and really just helping giving them that opportunity to work on these skills. And this is a group of the majority are second language. The majority are native language Spanish speakers. And then some even have a second or third language and they're learning English. So it's a really interesting group of students. And as I was sitting and working with this one student, he speaks Mandarin as his first language and he speaks Spanish as his first language. And now he's learning English in school. And so as I'm testing him on his high frequency words, I'm thinking to myself, It's November. He's in first grade. He doesn't know any of these high frequency words. He knew I, A, and that was about it. And so as a teacher, we start to get really worried. We start to get really nervous and think, oh my goodness, it's already November. What are we going to do? How is he going to get there? Is he going to make it? What's the plan? And we start to kind of run ahead. Instead of realizing this is a newcomer student, he doesn't have English. He's learning English right now. 
So it was a reminder to me, I know many of you are feeling the same thing as you sit and work with a student, you know, when you have those fifth grade newcomers and you see where their peers are at and you just feel this anxiety creep in of this student is so far behind, how are we going to get them up to speed? But that's not our job right now. Our job right now is to help them keep moving along. I'm going to repeat that again, because our job is not to close this gap and get them up to speed and just get them as fast as we can to that spot. Our job is to help them move along in their educational journey. So as working with a student and feeling like, oh no, what are we going to do? It just brought me back to focus on what are the small steps we can take for him to have success. So starting to do those providing five flashcards with pictures, help get that visual support and working on those five and sending them home and creating a structure so that he's doing those, you know, once or twice a week, something like that. It's that helped to take that stress off of this kid's so far behind. What are we going to do? We want to shift that mindset. We want to shift that and focus on the small ways that we can help. All right. So think about what small steps you can take to help that student succeed. Hey teachers, I'm interrupting this episode to ask you a quick question. How different would your life be if you could confidently plan effective and engaging lessons for your yellow students in a fraction of the time? I created my membership equipping ELLs to do just that. When you join, you gain instant access to the exact resources you need, proven and prepped for you, plus a supportive private community of like-minded educators. Join us today at www.equippingells.com. Now back to the episode. Our second restart is to restart your classroom management. This is really crucial. This is a great time to reteach those things that you've already set up that have run well and start off the first week back in January of reteaching those things, making sure they remember the expectation when they line up, when they walk down the hallway, when they get their materials, all those things. But it's also a great time to reflect and look at an area that's really a problem area, an area that the students tend to get really out of control, an area that stresses you out, and come up with a plan now of what you're going to do to attack that one area. So maybe it's when you go and pick up your students for your pullout sessions. Maybe it just doesn't work well. They come in the hall, they're really loud, they forget things in their classroom, or they come into your your group and they're interrupting a group you're working with. So how can you think through the expectation you want them to do when they enter your classroom or when you go and pick them up from their classroom? Or can you set up a routine so that their materials are always in the same place and they can grab them? Focus on that one area that's causing you a lot of friction and start there. And this is a great time to reset that. All right, reset number three. Use this time to reset your attitude. (laughs) And this is hard and it's hard in schools. There's a lot of us, oh, sometimes I just feel like in schools, it could be a very negative environment. And so when we're in that all the time, 
it can really take a toll on us. And we can so easily, even if we're not a naturally negative person, I'm not a naturally negative person, I'm pretty optimistic. But in the school environment, I could easily get swept up with the negativity and complaining and looking for the worst of everything that's going on and and being upset with the administration all the time. I definitely would fall into that if that was what my my co-teachers were doing. So I want you to think right now and have a work on having a reset with your attitude and letting go of the things that are out of your control. I have a lot of you reaching out and saying, I'm going to three different schools and I'm working with K through five and I'm with this many different groups. So I have a lot of you asking me and writing me and just feeling so exhausted, which you should, that's a lot on your plate. But taking the time right now and saying, you know what, if this is the way it's going to be for the rest of the year, I'm going to do my best with what I have, with what I can do. If you're in a different school every day, there's only so much you can do. And you just have to let those other things go. Okay. So reset your attitude. If that's your situation you're in for the next couple months, make the best of it. I remember, you know, just even letting little things that now in hindsight, I'm like, why did I let those things get me so upset? I remember having a principal who was terrible at communicating and I had my class lined up one Friday morning, you know, they're squirming, they're rambunctious. We're, we had a assembly. So I'm like, okay, great. We have an assembly. I'm don't have to, you know, get them to calm down because we're going to the assembly. Well, as they're lined up, ready to go, he comes and knocks on the door and said, oh, that was canceled. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. And I remember feeling so frustrated and that completely just sent me in a spiral the rest of the day. You know, I disengaged my kids because I was so upset and just annoyed that for the lack of communication. And then it just made the whole day really bad because if I'm, you know, disengaged with my students, then they act up more and more. And so that is frustrating. Those things are frustrating, but I should have just let it go and, and moved past that and then made the most of that day. And so just finding those things that, you know what, in the big, in the big picture, letting those things go that are out of your control and then doing what you can with your abilities. So reset your attitude as you go into this new year. Number four, the fourth thing you can do to reset is to reset the way you are lesson planning. This is another area. This is something I am so passionate about is helping you spend less time lesson planning. Because I see over and over from members that are in equipping ELLs and teachers who are in the Facebook group and different people who've emailed me, I hear what you're going through as you're trying to plan lessons for multiple grade levels, multiple groups. So much is on your plate and you're spending so much time inside school, outside school, really outside of school because during your day, you don't have a lot of time to plan. So you're spending a lot of your nights and weekends getting ready to teach. And what I found was I never really felt ready. I never really felt prepared. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I would spend hours and then come to the lesson and be like, oh, oops, I forgot to copy this lesson or I forgot to make this print or this is not really what my students need. I kind of missed the mark on what this lesson should be about. I should have done it this way. And then trying to scramble to make that happen. It was just a vicious cycle. I don't know if anybody else is in this situation, but I want to encourage you to reset the way that you're lesson planning. You don't need to do multiple lessons for every group that you're working with. There are things you can do like use read aloud books and then scaffold for different grade levels. 
Use a reading passage and use it over multiple days so that you're pulling out more vocabulary, you're building background, you're doing writing with it. There's so many ways you can take one piece and expand it and for different grade levels and different language levels. If you want more about this, I have a whole webinar that I will put in the show notes that is going to help you streamline your lesson planning because I really want you to get your time back. I want you to be able to go home at night feeling like you are totally ready for the tomorrow and the rest of the week and you can enjoy your nights again and your weekends. You need that and you deserve that. If you really want all the support you can get so you absolutely know everything is printed, prepped, and ready to go on little work on your part, then come join us in Equipping LLs. I provide you with the lessons, the materials, where you literally can just print and teach. It's that easy. You can ask our members. So check that out if you are looking for more of that type of support. We'll put both links in the show notes. But I want to encourage you to find ways to streamline your lesson planning because you don't need to be doing it every night and every weekend. You can get it done and reuse things so that you are making the most of the time you have with them. And that's the most important thing is I want you to make the time that you have with your students count. And if we're constantly planning and feeling like it's not the right plan and we're going over and ahead in this you know, doubt circle that we're doing what we're supposed to do, that's where we really waste a lot of time and we just, it's exhausting and adds a lot to us. So that leads us into reset number five. And this is to reset your confidence. I want you to be bold this year in 2023. You are an expert in teaching English language learners. Even if you are a new teacher and you're thinking, I am not an expert, you are, you have things to offer to your school, to your, your district. Every teacher is in need of learning how to better support English language learners. And you have experience in that. So I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you to step out of your comfort and go this year and do something where you can share with others different ways that you can help, that they can help support English language learners. Maybe that's doing a presentation at a staff meeting. Maybe it's going and asking a teacher if you can model a lesson of scaffolding. Maybe it's as simple as sending this podcast to people in your school, other teachers in your school, to help them learn how to support ELLs. Spreading the word is so important, and we want all teachers to be on board with best practices for supporting their English language learners. And I want you to be confident and be bold that you have a lot to offer because we need ESL teachers. We need to know what's the best way to support the students in our classroom. So make that a goal for your, for you this year of stepping out of your comfort, doing something that you know might feel overwhelming to you or hard, but in the end, it's gonna really help the teachers in your school do a better job at supporting their English language learners. So which of these five are you going to reset this year? We have resetting your mindset, resetting your classroom management, resetting your attitude, resetting the way you lesson plan, and resetting your confidence. Now, I am so excited to share with you that in honor of the one-year anniversary of the Equipping ELLs podcast, we are hosting a giveaway during the month of January. We are giving away 
to 10 lucky winners, a resource of your choice from the Inspiring Young Learners store. Plus, we are giving away to five lucky winners a grand prize of a one-year membership to Equipping ELLs. So like I mentioned, if you are looking for the full support of having the lesson plans, the print-and-go resources, the coaching, and the community, which I think is the best part because the members inside Equipping ELLs are absolutely amazing, you will want to try to win and be one of these five lucky winners who will get a one-year membership for Equipping ELLs for free. So here's how to enter. One, you can leave a review on wherever you listen to Equipping ELLs. Each review you leave will be counted as an entry. So you can go back and leave reviews of all 55 previous episodes and each of those will count as an entry. For additional entries, you can post on Instagram and tag us at Equipping ELLs with your favorite Equipping ELLs episode. And then for another additional entry, you can share the podcast with a friend or coworker and then share the screenshot with me through a direct message on Instagram at Equipping ELLs. On January 29th, the winners will be announced. So submit your entries as much as possible between now and then for the best chance to win. Also, join me next week as we start a brand new series called Small Steps to Success where we are going to be taking a look at all the roles, all the programs, all the things that it takes to set up a quality ELL program in your school and to see how everyone can play their part to help ELLs achieve success through small steps. Thanks so much for listening today and happy new year. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.